Hello. Welcome, Melina, to the Entrepreneurs Digest podcast. We are glad to have you. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Everyone, welcome to that week where we bring in a guest. Like I said in my Welcome Back podcast, I said that this will be a podcast where we bring in a guest who is a Christian or um, who is a kingdom-based entrepreneur to come share their experience, their success story, and how they have been able to scale through. All right, so we have a special guest in the building, <laughs> and she will be telling us about herself. Okay, thank you. Um, so my name is Medinat Oyedele. I'm a French language expert helping individuals and professionals to acquire the skill of speaking, writing, and using French for any purpose for which they want to learn it. Then uh, my passion to see educators also being financially free led me to creating my own group and my own academy where I empower, I teach, I I train educators to be to build global and a profitable brand. Wow, that's amazing. So yeah. how how are you able to start all this your entrepreneurship journey? Okay, thank you. Uh, my my journey started from me. I started selling and buying. You know the, that trading <laughs> part of me. I started it from age five six when I was staying with my aunt, my my father's elder sister. Okay, yeah. that's at the age of five. You mean like five years old? Yes. <laughs> yeah, wow. Five years old. But there are a lot of young people who all they know how to do is watch television. And <laughs> so how are you able to cope with that? You know, whatever it is that your child is doing is dependent on what you train the child to be. It's just, it's just a give in, give out. Okay. Mm. So for me, uh, I've really, I'm not from a rich background. So I've really not really enjoyed the part of staying with my parents, you know, my immediate parents. And throughout my growing up up to my teen year so for me i stayed with my aunt at that time and she sells you know nails shoe polish uh shoe brush just those petty petty things those handy items that people uh, need on a daily basis so i help her i sit together with her you know just normal help me sell this help me sell this collect the money for me and those stuff and she's seeing the fact that i was mature enough not by age she usually could go to the market, you know, and, and leave me there to sell. And of course, I'll usually keep the money and sell. So that's as far back as I can remember my entrepreneurial journey starting. And again, for me, like I said, I'm not from a wealthy home. So I sold different items from ice, ice water to ice cream to yogurt to waivers to being a nanny. Just to, wow. Yes, just to get myself educated through secondary school and university. That's amazing. So you had to do all those things just to ensure that you go to school. Yes. That's why they have enough money or your parents were not able to foot your bills through school. Exactly. For me, circumstances did not give me choice. So I needed to make the choice myself. Either to, because my parents uh, are not educated so either I had the choice of either to educate myself or to tell the path of my parents. Okay, so not because they didn't want to, you know, 
for me i think is their age then and the kind of family you're from where you don't have some things are prioritized so i saw a lot of opportunities that my parents missed just because they are not educated so i told myself if i'm going to break this chain this pattern of average of almost enough i i knew that i needed to equip myself with education so i did all that i could to actually get myself educated because for me it was like a weapon that was going to use to break the family trend that i noticed them now you said the word i'm very interested in how to write it down circumstances did not give me a choice that's powerful yes i had to make a choice myself making the choice yourself and there are a lot of young people out there um, who are always complaining of their circumstances so what word will you give to them uh, that you're complaining is a choice you're complaining is a choice the same strength you are complaining, the same strength you could actually uh, put into actually getting something done okay from from child from as long as I can remember I don't have cannot in my dictionary it's like mm. tell me this thing is not possible it's like that was when you actually triggered the button in me okay so how else can i get this thing done so if you're giving yourself excuses for whatever circumstances that you're in that you're not satisfied with is a choice you are just giving excuses i and you have to understand that the same strength you are using to actually put together the excuses is the same strength that it will take you to actually change the situation or the circumstance. So until you get unsatisfied, you get uncomfortable within yourself, you will not actually see the reason why. Like if you remember, I said, I notice a pattern in my family. I notice opportunities slipping away from my from my parents' hands just because they were not educated. So I knew that if there's something else that will have to happen for my own generation, I need to take some steps. As God is playing his own part, I knew the part that I had to play. And I also understand that being educated or making the right choices in getting to that part or that destination that I wanted was a choice I had to make. Either to complain and get nothing done, take a step, make the mistake and grow. I needed to choose. Now, talking about mistakes, what mistakes have you made that you wished you didn't make in the entrepreneurship journey? Whoa. <laughs> okay, so I the major one that I can remember right now is learning to actually trust my instinct. I what okay. the Holy Spirit in me now. Since this is a this is a faith base, so I I can say that learning to trust the Holy Spirit and listen to Him. He speaks to me through diverse ways, and so there are times where I'm. Um, I'm so adamant in doing things my way that I, I pretend not to be hearing when he's speaking to me. <laughs> then he speaks, he will use somebody very close to me to actually tell me the same thing. Then I will listen. And like there's one right now, the books are still in my house. I was supposed to, I was supposed to go in partnership with someone. She had finalized the whole process and stopped. So my own part was to get the books and the materials that we need for the teaching it was a, a French project. So I, I knew there was just this nudging of not getting the books, waiting for her to actually get the final confirmation. But because the books uh, were coming from far away, I decided, let me just get it. The project is already uh, like 80%, 85% ready. And so I got the book. Before I got it, my husband was like, oh, so have you thought of, what of, I immediately said, I said, no, 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 don't even tell me that. I did a lot of, a whole lot of things. And so I got the books and 
can tell you the project didn't kick off. The books wow. are right. Awesome. <laughs> I'm I'm learning to sell them one by one now, but the books are here and that's money sitting down there. So <laughs> that for me is like a major major one, and I think I have to kind of accept responsibility for my decision. Okay, so not listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yes. As an entrepreneur, because um, the reason why I even had to make this a faith-based podcast is because um, there are a lot of entrepreneurs who have ideas, they're mm-hmm. creative, but they don't, like you said, um, don't listen to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't even have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, especially those who are not believers, and they. They just do things. So when they face the consequences, they are like, oh God, why me? <laughs> they blame God. Yeah, so that that's a powerful one. So is there any other mistake you have made that you would like to also share? Um, the, the, the other one is for me, uh, learning to, to control my emotions. You know, I can get very emotional because of my build-up. I, I can get very, very emotional about things. So instead of me charging what I should charge, I get emotional. <laughs> I get emotional about charging the right price. And after I would have charged, I would have been regretting, ah, see what, you know, I'll, I'll have that, <laughs> I'll have that regret. The time for me to actually would have to sit down and think about it. Okay, so I'm not going to be emotional about me charging you because I know you. Because the same energy that I'm going to use to teach somebody else is the same energy that I'm going to use to teach you. So if I'm charging, for example, I'm charging someone that I don't know, 40,000 naira, I can get very emotional to the point of charging you 15,000 naira. And mm. that will not reduce the quality of service that I'm going to render to you. So, you know, I've had time over and over again, even though I'm working on it right now. And that is because before now, before the pandemic and stuff, I had not really structured my my products and services there was no structure around it so somebody just says okay i refer you to someone they needed a french class or they needed a course or something i just okay i can do it and you know with that emotion that there was no structure around my business then unlike what it is today that there is a structure so you want to have a course i'll send you the flyer check it check the price list is this what you want then we can talk from there Okay, so, and uh, I, I had to put a lot of structure in place. I think not having structure and being emotional uh, cost me a lot of things uh, in the past. And the mistakes that I've learned from and I've also grown uh, on them. Okay, uh, I'd like to talk more on what you just said. Um, being emotional as an entrepreneur, yeah. it, it affects a lot of things. And yeah. that's why we need to be trained on emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, I did a lot of trainings. I bought a lot of. The pandemic for me was a blessing in disguise. It, it made me go within myself and look at what else can I be doing if my first source of income, which is working with school, uh, was no more possible. What else could I be doing to actually bring in money for me? So I needed to go within myself, ask the Holy Spirit, and we, I, I yielded totally to Him because there were times where I bought courses and that was the last cash I had in my account. But I knew it was the right thing to do. So, you know, again, as Christian, we need to understand that doing business, there is nothing in business today that is not Bible-based. I tell people branding, branding is uh, your message, your uh, your message, your audience, right? 
you package mm. the, you package the message to the right audience the same thing in the bible so you have your calling you have the people that you are called to and you have the way you deliver it either as an apostle as a pastor as an evangelist and do you understand that kind of the office so that is branding is from the bible it's just a name so Christians need to <laughs> Christians need to understand that there is nothing even the unbelievers understand this principle of the spiritual control is the physical the speak speak those things they speak some so you hear somebody go out and running incantation and speaking out it's the same thing the bible talk about us taking control speaking of those things that are not as though they were so we need to understand as christian doing business that business is not emotional business is spiritual business is work business is you putting the right structure in place there is nothing wrong in you charging people money for your gift christians need to understand that part and we also for most importantly we need to understand the part of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit for me is is my partner because he gave me the name of the two businesses, the, the Academy and the Easy Lounge. It was the Holy Spirit that gave them to me. If I was not connected to him, if I was not linked to him, if I was not sensitive to his voice, there is no how I was going to have those um, breakthrough that I had. And then in the last six, seven months, he has given me so much speed just because I yielded to him and I had his voice. You have said you have said like I don't know how many <laughs> you have said speed you have said a lot of things right and I believe that um, my audience will really really get value from this okay now um, for those who were will I call it you are like ah she was too fast go back and listen to it again so you oh can... my god that's true i speak very fast so sorry should have slowed me down <laughs> you, you don't speak fast but i was just like you said a whole lot of things that are very important okay. but they will, they will just go back and listen to it again okay now why french now the, one of the reasons why i was so interested in bringing you to comms was because of the french part i was like who does that <laughs> in nigeria where we have I was interested in French when I was in secondary school, right? But the way they presented it was just made me to just forget about it. So, especially the French teachers then, they were broke. All they just knew how to do, just um, teach us French. And so I'm like, how were you able to come up with the French stuff, package it, and even reach out to international clients and say you want to help them with problems? Okay, I'll still go back with the old spirit. Okay. okay, I seriously cannot, I can't talk of my success story without hope. Uh, even if I go on a platform where I'm not allowed to mention it, I think I'll find a way around it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely, because the point is this, when I was in, because I lived in Gabon for nine years, the uh, okay. central part of Nigeria, of Africa rather, and so I lived there and I had the exposure to the language. I've also spent some time in Togo, some time in Cote d'Ivoire and stuff. So, you know, going through those process, I, I, because of the luxury that comes with being a journalist, I can talk from now to tomorrow. <laughs> Speaking is my gift. So I told myself I'm going to be a journalist. Okay. Then at a the point I needed, I, I, because I saw my friends, they were all going into sciences, then I told myself I'm going to be a pharmacist. <laughs> then, <laughs> then, you know, that's where self-discovery comes. I, I think maybe we'll talk about that later. So okay. then it 
came to the point where we needed to do our exam in Gabon because my secondary school, I studied in Gabon. That was where I did my secondary school. My primary school was here in Lagos. My secondary school was in Gabon. Then my university year two was in Nigeria, in Ibadan. So when I, when we wanted to do our final exam, we came. We were supposed to bring in supervisors to come to uh, to come to Gabon, and so we couldn't afford the money. So I needed to come back to Nigeria. So when I came, I still wanted to be a pharmacist. <laughs> and so you know what God did? He delayed me by one year. For wow. me to totally understand that. Hello, I'm still talking. You are not going. My oh, friend that then always say, if I'm a pharmacist, I'm going to kill somebody with depression because I'm I'm so restless in quotes. I'm very active. I love adventure. Everything that could be not be a personality of a pharmacy that should be calm, be careful with dosage and stuff, measurement and you know I, that's not me. That's why even till now I can't work under pressure. I can't work in a structured environment. Okay, you said something that I would like us to um, go back to. You said God delayed you for one year. Yes. That's that's something that some people will be like, how can you say God delay? Can God delay someone? He does. He does. As long as you know how he speaks to you. God, for me, my relationship with the Holy Spirit is very, very, is very intimate. So I understand him very well. I know when he's saying what. So I knew, I knew when it was. God just he deliberately blocked every avenue for me to move up. Because he knows that at that point, you know, God has a way of speaking to us. If we refuse to learn, to be like the case of the Balaam and Balak. <laughs> so he, he, he knew that if I had gotten through for that, uh, for my admission immediately, I would probably have got to study pharmacy or I would have been a journalist. So he delayed me. He knows that by the time you are at the roadblock, you will come back to mm-hmm. it. When we, we would have exhausted all our options, then we go back to God. So it was that point in my life where I needed to go out to God and say, Lord, you know what? So what is the issue? What did I do? What is going wrong? What am I not doing right? <laughs> do you know? Can you imagine that I faced CRK in my first secondary school exam? Seriously. <laughs> I failed. <laughs> I failed CRK. Things it's something that I shouldn't have failed. I feel that uh, you know, my everyone was like, What? You failed CRK? <laughs> You know, so I needed to go back to God and ask him. Then, he, he, before the next examination period, he had actually clarified everything for me. Then I knew I just I'm going to study French. There was there was no gainsay because he told me, he told me. Then I haven't studied French again when I came out. When I came out, I got married practically immediately. Then a year after, I, I still don't have any concrete job. And I will refer people to jobs. They will get them. And when is my turn? The jobs will not come. So I, I went back to God. I said, Lord, this is not our agreement. This is not what we. See. This is not what you told me. And God said, Who this? It was from God that I first of all had self-discovery. I didn't hear it from anybody. I didn't read it anywhere. I had it from those way the first time in my life. God, self-discovery. Yeah. You know, I have a jotter that I used to write things. I I, t- I started it in other levels. So he told me to go and pick that jotter. Then I picked the jotter and I started going through it. Then the dot of the word of knowledge prophecy started coming together, leading me to self-discovery. Hmm. So I went to to get certified as a life coach with specialization in uh, self-discovery and transformational um, aspect. So I got certified. Even at that, there was still no job. Then God told me that teaching is what he wants me to do. 
he just want me to be teaching. I know that my ministry spiritually is teaching, but I never wanted to accept teaching, like teaching French as a <laughs> as a part of again because I know that if I do translation and interpretation, it's more lucrative. There, there are there is more more money there, more connection and stuff. But God had a way of of patterning my life to the point where. He had to bring me to my knee to accept the fact that, okay, Lord, I said, Lord, you know what, teaching, teaching, I will do. So you want me to be teaching, even in ministry and teaching, okay, no problem. So I'll just merge the two. And so I just went into uh, school teaching in classrooms. And as I accepted that, I began to get referrals for different schools that I, I, I began to work with. Then I settled down to that point of uh, being comfortable teaching job because my schools I, I had like uh, six or seven schools because I'm a freelance French teacher okay so I settled down because I was comfortable God knew that I needed to put fire in, on my butt <laughs> then it, it, the pandemic happened and my salary just went from from 200,000 naira from being a classroom teacher to 10,000 15,000 <laughs> I knew that there was a problem and you know <laughs> my money personality is the type that when I don't have cash on me I'm very cranky so I knew there was a problem so I decided that okay so babe what else can you be doing right now that will be bringing in money then I've also had this principle any resources that I have in my hand that is not enough to eat I should invest it I, I can't remember where I picked the principle from so when the pandemic started, I put the money together, started paying for courses, started buying books, started paying for courses, started buying books. Then I just went into it deeply like that. As I'm learning, I'm posting it. As I'm learning, I'm throwing myself out there. I went against criticism. I went against people saying a lot of things. Do you still have time for your husband? Do you still cook at home? Are you sure with this thing? This is time you're spending on social media. You still have time for your family. And all of those drama. <laughs> I dare everybody and I put myself out there because that's one thing Christians don't do. My family, mm-hmm. my family, my family, my family. There's nothing wrong in having a family. There is nothing wrong, but the kingdom need money to succeed. So <laughs> you need to come to the point where you strike the balance between this is what I want to do. I prioritize. I write down what I want to do per time. You remember we had to fix this time. And I said, okay, let me check if it fits into him because I've already had activity. So Christians need to understand that, yes, we are spiritual beings living in this physical body, but we need to also add value to ourselves to the point that you can charge the price that you want. Now, I charge comfortably. I'm not shaking. If you, if I give you my price you don't want, I just say thank you for contacting me, but I, I don't think the offer is okay for me. This is something that I couldn't have done seven, eight months ago. So I added so much value to myself to the point where I can now charge comfortably I've branded French so much that my podcast, my page is an inspiration to many and, you know, to charge people now to say, okay, you know what, I'm doing this training for my page. It's very, very easy because they see value for what they're about to pay for. Ah, this <laughs> is, this is amazing. Thank this you. is really amazing. Now, uh, as we were talking, I was just like, oh, I wish this is um, a live session on my YouTube channel, but that's fine. Why not? We can have something. We will, we will, as time. Okay, so you have said a lot. You have even said some of the things that I wanted to ask. You have talked about um, where God is in 
the things you do. Mm. You have talked about personal development. Ah, you have also you a bit mentioned your podcast. So I would like to I would like to talk about that. And you have also created another podcast. Yeah. So you have two podcasts. Yes, I do. I do. Um, okay. <laughs> going to manage that. Uh, yeah, as I said earlier, I'm meeting two major things, but still in the same field. Uh, I'm a certified educator, so I am an educator by profession. So I teach French for a living, and I also help educators. So I knew that as much as I have my French audience, I'd like to create a platform for the educators, you know, that they can just come in and pick wisdom from. So uh, I've only established the academy this January. I also uh, felt led to actually get a podcast out for, you know, just to air. Because my first podcast, which is uh, Easy French with Medina, is covering uh, over 30 nations now. No, no, it's more than 30. It's more than 30. I think like 70. Is that, wow. is that 40, 40,000 plays right now. And so I've also mastered some skills there that I know that I can always apply that to the other podcast. So what I do most and I'm not overwhelmed with my podcast is that I schedule. I batch okay. I I can batch produce like three or four weeks together. Wow. Amazing. Yes, I just choose a day, I just batch produce, I just schedule. I cannot go back and be editing information and details. So uh, I'm not overwhelmed uh, with that, so I've mastered the skill of actually doing the first one properly, and I know that I can replicate. So you should be able to replicate your success. You should be able to. Uh, that's amazing. Thank you. Really, really amazing. Okay, in rounding off, tell us four things <laughs> that you, um, your entrepreneurship journey has taught you. Wow. The first thing is in believing myself. Believing okay. Myself, uh, understanding that what people say about me is not who I am. I, my voice, this voice, this same voice that I'm using right now. Somebody, people that are close to me have told me is awkward. Wow. My voice is terrible. My voice is... Serious. My voice is sounding like... Uh, you know, because I'm from a Muslim background, that my voice is sounding like, um, you know, it's all sort of definitions. Because of my height, I'm, I am 1.553. I've had people tell me different okay. things. I've had people tell me that I can't stand on some platform because of my height. I've had people tell me because of my audacity, because I'm very audacious. I'm very confident right now. I've had people tell me that I'm proud. So this, <laughs> my entrepreneurial journey has uh, taught me to actually uh, accept myself, believe, believe in myself, believe in myself to the point where I tell myself there is nothing that I can't do except I don't put my heart to it. So that's the first thing. The second thing that taught me is to look within. I've had to grow mm. my personal brand all alone. Yes, of course, with the help of some coaches that I bought their product. Uh, and books and stuff but i've had to journey all alone i've had to sit down yesterday i slept around 11 i was still having my slides done for a project that is coming on 
I've, I've had to do all this thing by myself, learning to manage the social media and stuff. I've had to develop by myself. So many things, so many techie terms and techie skills that I never knew I could learn. I, I've learned them. So uh, this, my entrepreneurial journey has taught me to actually look within and bring out there are stuff in us as Christians. There are stuff. The Bible talks about the world has not seen, they've not heard. It has come to the mind of men what God has in stock. The whole world awaits the manifestation. Mm. Do you understand? So, so we have so many of those things in us. So I'll, that's the second thing my uh, my entrepreneurial journey has taught me. The third one that taught me is to leverage on the people that I have. That means I, I, I have to have quality network of people around me. So many things that I do that I look as mm. if I'm paying so much money from. No, I'm not paying money for some of those things. I have people that come in because they believe in what I do, they believe in me, and they just want to help. Graphic designing, animation, uh, those whiteboard designing, I got most of them for free because people believe in me. So I've learned also to leverage on the network of people that I have. Then the, the last but not the least, I think this should have been the first one I mentioned, but it's okay, is to depend solely on the Holy Spirit for inspiration. It had, my journey mm. so far has taught me that God is interested in our business as much as he's interested in us speaking in tongues and blasting the devil. <laughs> <laughs> he's interested in our business. If he's not interested in my business, he wouldn't have given me the name of my business. He wouldn't have the name of the academy. Mm. He wouldn't have given me... He gave me practically everything that I put together to actually bring our life, this business that I have today. Okay, so uh, those are the four things that my entrepreneurial journey has taught me. Thank you. Amazing. Actually, uh, the fourth one was was the icing on the cake. So, leaning on the Holy Spirit for inspiration. You know, the online space, yeah. you need to create content. And, and seriously, even the post that actually got 60 shares and got me one book feature and one international speaking engagement, that day, I didn't feel like writing anything. But just only before I posted, wow. it, no matter how little my post is that you think you see on social media, I I ask, I say, Lord, so Lord, what are we spirit, So what are we writing today? What should I write on? Do you want me to write this? Even yesterday, I made a post that I was not supposed to make. I was supposed to make such a post on a Monday, but I just felt led to actually make that post. And I, the one I posted about my podcast, if I if I can, you can too. You know, I was just sitting there in the evening, feeling all tired, and Holy Spirit say, okay, so write. So it's not like I have those posts scripted somewhere. So if we depend on him solely for these things, it comes very, very easy. They are very, very easy and it comes effortlessly. And I love the balance because you no know, most times when we say Holy Spirit, many people think that we're saying that the Holy Spirit is the only person that we are going to yeah. learn from. I love the balance always getting coaches buying courses everything is piloted by the holy spirit so you're not my current coach i'm working with was divinely connected i knew i knew she was one i'm supposed to work with because i've actually asked and you know we have our part to play if i tell you that i've paid for a one-on-one coaching from 26th of december even before 2021 i've already started i've bought i bought the book already i paid for two two courses i've paid for three courses 
you know, forwarding into 2021, that I know that, okay, as 2021 is starting, I'm starting. We need to leave this lazy attitude of putting everything back to God, putting the responsibility back to God to yeah. do things that we are supposed to do for ourselves. If heaven didn't need us here on earth, you won't be here. So if you're here, you are. it's your duty mm-hmm. to represent the kingdom very well. You need to represent the kingdom in all ramifications. People should be able to look at you and tell, and tell themselves that, wow, if this one can do this, and she's a Christian, you can't too. So Christians should stop this this uh, lazy attitude and the way we portray Jesus as one dirty popper. You know, there's a way, there's a way some people see Christian and you just stand up and say, hello, if this one is a Christian, then I'm not interested. Do you understand? We need to make, I tell, I tell because I'm from a Muslim background, my brother is still a Tablik and he put up a lot of attitude most of when we are discussing. And I tell him, I say, see, this Jesus that me I have accepted is backing me up, is giving me results. So what do you expect? I am all out for him. So we need to portray that mm. to understand and take our place in the place of prosperity, in the place of, of fulfilling purpose and impacting our world and taking dominion and dominating our sphere of, of environment of business. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, okay. This is amazing. Amazing. Okay, um, one thing that I'm going to do is to ensure that I pick quotes from this podcast and give it to my graphic designer because there's things that you said that you. are amazing. Thank you. you said it was, it's complaining is a choice. <laughs> that. Thank you very much. Really appreciate you for joining. The Thank you for podcast. sharing the norm and standing out. Yeah. Okay, so we've come to the end of the podcast for this weekend. And next weekend, we'll be bringing another wonderful guest. And I hope that you will be here to get value also, just as you have done this week. Thank you. See you next weekend. Bye.